What is up, everybody? Welcome to Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. We are back. Um, technical difficulties be damned. We are here probably in a new platform. We're recording a video of the podcast right now, but uh, for sure, it's going to be on all audio platforms, wherever you can get the audio. I'm Sid, your host once again, and I am here with the kid who's leaving Spokane, Washington to go to NYU. Also, another kid I mentor, um, Elias Baldwin Booney. Or like, do you like go by your full full name or just Baldwin Booney or Booney or Baldwin? Um, I I go, I guess, kind of in the acting world. I typically go by like Elias Rubin, but regular every now and then I go by Elias Baldwin Booney. Yeah. Which do you prefer? Um, Elias Rubin. Elias Rubin. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, please welcome Elias Rubin. Hey, well, Elias, how's it going? I'm doing great. I'm really, really excited to be here and have this kind of like first experience kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's everyone's first time on a podcast, like, especially like all the guests on this show, but it's fun times. Um, what have you been up to lately? Um, lately, I'm gonna be honest, not a lot due to COVID. Um, like yeah, I think you've done like something. Oh, know? definitely. Like, yeah, like the NYU. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to. That is true. Yeah, what's that all about? Um, NYU was quite, especially the audition process was quite an experience. But right now it is a lot getting like all of the dates and getting bombarded with a lot of information coming into it. It's a lot, but it's really, really exciting to know that like I'm here and I'm actually going to be able to go to New York and study mm-hmm. drama yeah it must be a weird experience because like you're you're 17 now going on 18 right yes so like this is going to be your first time uh like doing this you know you're like doing mm-hmm. it like like I remember when I was going to college I was 20 and like uh like 20 going on 21 so it wasn't it wasn't that fun experience like that, <laughs> um, but it was still kind of weird because I was coming from Saudi Arabia and like, I didn't really want to go to college. So like, I just picked, I wanted to pick a party college and just like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, so yeah, like it, it was definitely just something I'm like, I was kind of blase about, but like right now uh, I'm kind of in a weird period right now uh, where I'm trying to figure out schools like for yeah. masters so I'm like I already did the college stuff <laughs> yeah so are you uh, um so Elias for the uninitiated at home uh tell people who you are what you do and how do you how do we know each other um I am Elias Rubin and I do a lot we'll put it that way um I do a lot of theater specifically at Spokane Civic Theater and Stage Left. However, recently I have been doing a lot of scholarship work and a lot of uh, application and studying, getting ready for uh, NYU in these last couple weeks of uh, high school. Um, I do fashion design, I do music, I do uh acting I I've done a lot I'll put it that way um and we know each other from I believe it was uh I never saw another butterfly was the very first time that we actually met hold up hold up you you forgot 
like because you were 13 and i was like in my uh-huh. 20s but mm-hmm. uh, i completely Wa- forgot about it w- wanda's world that is also true Wa- yeah. wanda's world was Whatever an experience that... i'll put it that way yeah i mean like i remember like you were like 13 years old and i like i wasn't like in the mentor mood at the time but mm-hmm. i i was just like I, I don't know with like kids i like being the big brother anyway so i mm-hmm. just like i teased you a lot <laughs> like uh one story in particular that i love because yeah we did like interact like when you did i never saw another butterfly mm-hmm. and uh at the time you had like this like this star on your chest like because you're one of the like it's, it's a play mm-hmm. about the holocaust it's a serious play compared to the other show that i was in which is a high on full-on comedy <laughs> <laughs> uh it said like something like dead boy number one or something like that it was along those lines yeah yeah and i was just like uh, dude same <laughs> and you got so offended mm-hmm. like when i said that because you thought i was like anti-semitic at the time and i was like no dude no that's a joke it's a joke <laughs> i have grown from that thank goodness <laughs> yeah well that's good that's good to hear um so then after that like i guess we kind of connected like once you got older yeah um i don't know yeah like I don't know how like the mentoring you like part of it came in to it all I guess like I knew your brother as well Carson Mm -hmm. so yeah maybe maybe you know it a little bit better than me I don't know how we I ended up giving you like a bunch of like theater advice I honestly don't know how either but like it it worked out really well so I guess like something went correctly along the way did any of it worked out for you like the advice I gave you uh yes most definitely most definitely that's good to hear because I'm not a theater artist anymore (laughs) so I'm like oh geez like that's Mm kind of hypocritical of me to like teach theater and just like oh I don't really like feel really confident about theater myself so uh that's where I'm going to therapy real soon um so yeah that's how we met and you're going to NYU that's all great Mm -hmm. news dude um the fashion industry stuff like so the fashion stuff very interesting topic uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that in regards to our recording today? What's going on and what you're doing? Um, yeah, like so an hour and a half from now, I will be um, stressing out and trying to be as productive as possible, finishing up a collection that I have for school. Mm-hmm. Um, it is based off of like EKG lines and heartbeats. And I really, really like it. I It will be named Pulse. And it is, uh, I, I'm really excited to fully finish it. And kind of, as well as one, see the finished project and be done with it. Both as a whole, I think are great, uh, great, f- I guess, I don't know the exact word here, but great ways to finish out a project is to be done with it and to be happy with the final result. Okay. And you're almost there. You have like four hours of that to do. Uh-huh. I have four hours and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. And you don't ever, you ever, you don't ever have to look at it ever again. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Nice. Well, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. By the way, uh, giving y'all a new moniker, uh, the Wayward Artists, that's what we're calling everybody here. Um, so Wayward Artists, uh, this is Wayward Artists in a Wayward World, where each Sunday I speak with a Wayward Artist and we talk about a person we're thankful for. Um, just put the Wayward Artist count up, like just how many times I say it. <laughs> uh, it's based on Jared Petty's podcast, Pockets Full of Soup, which he just recently rebooted, which I'm like very excited about. Like that podcast is really 
cool and it's very similar to the show so if jared's listening to this now that you know his name is probably coming up like 40 times on a different podcast um please don't shut us down but if you have to that's fine this is just a pet project um elias mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask you the question that i ask each and every person on this show tell me something that you're thankful for um i was thinking about this one uh I would definitely say something that I'm thankful for and my opinion on it has changed quite Mm. recently. I am very thankful for, I think, Spokane as a whole. That's so gross. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) I I will put it this way is, and well, and especially um, because I went to Walla Walla for a week to like house it for my grandma or something. But like, I was thinking about it and it really is like, if I was not in Spokane, I would never have, met all of the people that I have met I would never have been able to have the upbringing that I had in like learning more about theater arts and having the privilege in order to study and to experience them every single day of my life I I would not have had this without Spokane like specifically Spokane Civic Theater Stage Left Channel 4 like I would not have had the I would not have been in the direction that I am in without Spokane and also obviously without my parents. My parents are incredible and extremely supportive and they are another huge thing that I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that because like, I guess my distaste like distaste for Spokane like in like the recent episodes and this is a positive podcast I I hate like (laughs) saying that but like I'm also like I got to keep it real on here too I think my thing is like I the difference between you and me is like you've been born you were born here Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah like 18 years of your life and I'm I've only been here for about seven years so I think like the contrast is and like I was also like here as like a young adult Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, an, like, I, I keep saying I'm old, but like you and I, we both have like a, just a 10 age gap, which is like, yeah, not too bad. I mean, in retrospect, like it's not like too big compared to like young, little, little kids or something like mm-hmm. they, they would probably think I'm ancient, but, um, but yeah, I think like, like, I mean, like just recently for me, it's just like, oh, career change, perspective change. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on with my life, but mm-hmm. it seems like you, you found something to like about this, like this town. And I'm very curious to know a little bit more about that. Like, when did you mm-hmm. realize, cause like you said, your opinions changed about it. Mm-hmm. I'm wonder. I'm kind of curious to know what changed. Like, when was that moment of you being like, oh yeah, Spokane wasn't as bad as I'd always touted out to be especially like the last time we talked, I think like you, you had like strong opinions. Yeah, I had very strong opinions on, mm-hmm. especially, yeah, specifically the last time that we ended up talking, mm-hmm. I had really strong opinions on, yeah, Spokane sucks. I cannot wait to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But I think that the main thing that really changed my opinion on that is really that, well, one, realizing that if I were anywhere else, I would not be where I am today. and but also I think that it isn't fair to say that somewhere sucks when I need a change of perspective. I think that it's fair to say, hey, I need a, I need a new outlook on stuff. And like, I need to go to New York and I, need to, I wanna see life there. I wanna experience life there. And I think that it's fair to say that I need a new perspective. Personally, I am, I have always been 
very negative. I've always looked on the negative side of things. Mm -hmm. And really, I think it's better, at least in my case, I've been trying to like, look at stuff more positively. Like, did this, does this city make me mad sometimes? Yes, quite a lot of times. However, if I wasn't here for like these 18 or so years of my life, I would not be who I am. I would not be where I am. And I don't think I'd be on the path that I'm on. Do you think it's because you, know, you might be a little bit nostalgic, especially like yeah. now that you're, you're coming into adulthood yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like you're, you're about to turn 18. Do you think like, oh, geez, like <laughs> this is, uh, this is actually happening. I'm an adult now. Like I'm 18 years old, uh, even though you can't really do much as an 18 year old, honestly, you might as mm -hmm. well just be a child. Uh, <laughs> but um, like in the, in the eyes of the law, you are 18 years old, you're mm -hmm. an adult and you are going to New York in one of the most prestigious like colleges in America. Like, do you think like any of that has like maybe like influenced you a little bit? Uh, I definitely think so because I mean like I I can try my best to imagine it but obviously I'll never get the full feel until I end up going to New York is like trying to imagine like will I actually miss Spokane or will I be like oh okay it's just Spokane I don't I I only miss my family there mm -hmm. and as hard as I can try to imagine it I don't think that I will ever fully get the perspective because it's for example like me and my friends we go to the pavilion at Riverside uh, on Riverside State Park like every week. And so I think that that's like, it's stuff like that where I'm like, no, like that's a part of Spokane. And I think that I will genuinely miss that. And like coming back will feel nostalgic as ever. Mm -hmm. What are you going to NYU for? I don't think you ever um, mentioned it. I don't think I did either. Uh, I will be attending Tisch School of the Arts at uh, NYU for drama, I have yet to learn my studio, which I will learn in the coming months. Mm -hmm. But yes, what's it will be- What exactly drama. is that? What is, what's the studio? Like, um, what do you mean by that? So the way that, uh, the way that the drama, I guess the drama portion of Tish is set up, they have seven different studios. One studio is dedicated to Broadway. It is for the musical theater. Uh, for the musical theater majors, which I am not one of, which is perfectly fine with me. <laughs> um, and then they have six other studios. Each studio is designated to like a different type of acting and a different teaching style. For example, they have a studio that focuses specifically on the Meisner method. They have an experimental wing where you do whatever, anything and everything under the guise of drama. And so they they split it up like that and then you get to learn each you can learn different techniques you can learn different ways for example they have a writing studio where they also focus on screenwriting and uh playwriting um and then after two years of being in the studio that they set you in you can choose to move to a different one whether that is the advanced one like they have some advanced studios you can stay in your same studio or you can, or you can leave to a different studio and learn that method. They, it's a very, it's a very, very cool style from like, I, I see it to be very cool because they focus on multiple different methods and you get to learn and try and almost master 
in a sense, in a sense, one of the uh, one of the methods that you learn there. Yeah. Which studio do you hope to get into? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. I feel <laughs> uh, I, as they because during the audition process, they interview you a bit and they kind of like ask you questions, kind of like leading. What studio do we want to put you in? And they always say like, hey, we put you in the studio. And obviously it is them saying like, hey, we put you in the studio that you're meant to go into. This is the studio that we think fits the most with you. Um, I think I'll get put into the writing studio because I got asked questions about writing. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be more than happy with that because I have been wanting to learn more technically about how to write plays and how to write uh, how to write screenplays and all of that at the moment, so. Yeah, I think like the studio like idea, like in concept, I think it's cool and interesting, but mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about putting people into boxes. You know, like I'm oh, sure like, yeah. yeah, like people like have interests for sure. Um, and like, so does NYU, like, do you, do you have to go with the, the choice that they put you in? Like, can you like request a specific studio? Um, the choice they give you is the choice that you get for two years and then you get to make a decision off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that because like, I don't know, I, I feel like whenever I like when I have to like pick my masters for example mm -hmm. like I want to know I want like the thing that I'm specifically interested in mm -hmm. and I'm not sure how I would feel if somebody told me oh hey maybe the like the Broadway class is going to suit you when mm -hmm. I've never done musicals before yeah. and I have no interest in doing Broadway or musicals you know what I mean like mm -hmm. how do you feel about like do you does that like are you fine with that like as somebody who's just starting college and Maybe you're not totally sure about what you want out of like, well, I'm sure you know what you want out of NYU <laughs> for sure. Like you're going to that school. It's a big school. But like, I guess like we're talking about specialty and um, like your mastery. Like, do you, do you, how do you feel about potentially being put in this box? Um, I guess that is really the big thing is that like I, and genuinely, I, like I don't know what I want to specialize in yet mm -hmm. and that's why I that's why I think I'm a lot more open to it is that I really haven't had that I haven't had that like in-depth okay this is this is what I've studied and this is what I've learned and then you're just going to put me into a different box and then say no you can't do that but I I think that that's the reason why I'm a lot more open to it is because it is I haven't really learned a specific method so any method that they give me is a method that I will gladly take I'm very much on the side of this school is costing a lot of money I'm going to learn as much as possible mm -hmm. so whatever they will give me honestly I will take any and all information yeah I think at that stage like in anyone like artists like career like that's like that's good mm -hmm. like I guess maybe again coming at it from two different perspectives like yeah like I don't personally like it when people tell me oh yeah you, you got to fit into this box I'm mm -hmm. like no uh you're not gonna fit me in a box <laughs> like uh, I am not a child here you know but like mm -hmm. um for you I think like I think that's totally cool um that you're willing and open to like try different things and I think like that's college you know mm -hmm. like that's you have to try different things in college like if I didn't try different things, I probably wouldn't have had an interest in theater before, 
you know, because mm-hmm. I I never did have an interest in theater when when I first started. Like I I had no idea about anything about theater when I first started. So uh, it was not. It's nice to explore in college, but again, I I, I still think like um, having options is always nice, especially yeah. like if you like. What if they put you in a Meisner class and you're like, oh shoot, I I hate Meisner. This is an awful two years of my life. I will say I that that is definitely part of the fear that I won't lie that I have is that it's like, okay, what if I really, really hate this studio? Mm-hmm. Like, and then I just have to sit through it for two years. And you're spending thousands of dollars on the school. Yeah. For that's, something that... I will say that is something that definitely scares me. Yeah. I, uh, it, it, the one thing that like my professor always told me uh, is that uh, there is energy in the things that we hate. Mm-hmm. So like, even if you end up hating whatever studio you have, I think that's a good lesson to think like, okay, why, why did I hate this thing? Mm-hmm. You know? So f- probably something to take with you. Again, I'm not a theater artist anymore, at least for the time being. So mm-hmm. my advice is probably skimpy. <laughs> um, I have strong opinions about theater nowadays, but this is a positive show. Um, maybe we'll talk about it one day. Um, going back to Spokane, I'm... What do you, what would you say is the one one of the best things about Spokane? Um I would probably say not as much. No, yeah, I would say I would say definitely the community theater here. We have so many community theaters and there's so much acting opportunities and it is especially going like going and I of course they're small towns so I don't know if it's entirely comparable but like going to Walla Walla and Milton Freewater and then it's like okay they don't have a single theater here they have a movie theater and that's it they've won and then and so then I feel like once again what whether or not they're comparable seeing the difference between um Spokane to like towns that I have family in it's like okay they don't have like any theater and then Spokane has a ton of theater and you get to meet and make so many relations with people I'd say that that one is definitely my favorite thing about Spokane interesting so what is the best community theater and what is the worst one no I'm just kidding I wouldn't put you on the spot like that no (laughs) don't say that it's like "Mm." don't don't burn bridges (laughs) Uh I don't know if I'm ready to burn those bridges yet (laughs) yeah um but like Tell me about your like best theater memory here. Like, um, like again, that, that I think that's a better word to say. <laughs> what is your most favorite memory um, in community theater, and why was it Wanda's World with me? Um, just kidding, I, man. I, I will say on the note of Wanda's World, it was that one was a show that was very difficult for me, only because I didn't know how to sing I didn't know how to sing at all I've grown from that thank god oh yeah but that one was quite a show I made tons of friends though tons of friends that I still talk to Mm -hmm. um but I will definitely say that my favorite memory is probably playing D&D with the cast of Anne of Green Gables in the green room oh on our last show after our last show we played D&D together and it was such a fond memory that I look back on and it was so so fun and honestly Anne of Green Gables has given me the most friends that I've still held on to so thank you Kearney Jordan yeah Anne of Green Gables that's where Georgia Kittridge was on friend Mm -hmm. of the show and my apprentice 
she she's different than you uh, she's different than elias because elias i mentor him like from time to time whereas georgia she received training from me mm-hmm. whether that's valid now or not <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure it is like you know people i i give myself a hard time but like i think the stuff that i was teaching like it, it it's good life advice mm-hmm. i don't know like not to like toot my own horn, but like it's stuff that I would have liked to hear it here, like mm-hmm. as a as a young person. Um, but no, that's what Georgia was on. Um, that's where that's the show show that Georgia was on too. Um, you played D and D after the final show, so that means you didn't do strike. Um, no, we did do strike. We okay. did do strike. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will say that we did do strike, and it, I believe it was after we had like pizza or something, and then. After that, we were, we all just hung out in the green room and we were all just playing D&D. It was very, yeah. very fun. Not to go off topic, but did you see that one TikTok or like video that's circulating about the pizza? Like, you know, how they sliced it? Like, you know what I'm talking about? I believe so. Yeah, like, you know, the, the guy, he just sliced the pizza and he keeps slicing it into these yep. smaller slices. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking like, about? Like, has that been your experience? Maybe not the Civic, like not to... Uh, bring them down but like has that been your experience I I don't like we've never had a pizza party at like my school like it's kind of sucked I will say that is stuff not I won't say at the civic they always make sure to order enough pizza for everyone um but it but no that it that is very weirdly accurate to the whole entire all right we don't we don't have enough money for multiple pizzas so we'll just give you like a centimeter of one and you'll be good you'll be good you know shout out to the schools because like you know yeah they can afford like they usually can't afford supplies but like mm-hmm. so pizza is like you know i don't know height of luxury exactly like that's that's uh, that's white privilege right there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so like community theater here in spokane how much how much do you think you're gonna miss it like are, are you like obviously right now with the pandemic we haven't done community theater like mm-hmm. let's be honest like i mean sure stage left and civic have been doing these online shows but le- like realistically like let's be real yeah theater is dead and it has been dead and it's probably going to still be dead hopefully not like you know like they're like not in the next couple months i mean with all the vaccines and stuff going on mm-hmm. um how do you think are, are you mourning the community theater here like is it has it like hit you that you know, the next four years of your life, you're not going to be here. Am I saying things that are going to make you sad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm definitely, I am definitely morning theater right now. I mean, it's really weird to think about, but I mean, the last thing I did was masterpiece monologues at stage Mm -hmm. left. Mm -hmm. And I did a Shakespearean monologue because the only reason was because I was practicing it for my college auditions and so I guess technically really the last thing I did was college auditions and I haven't done anything since and that Mm -hmm. was like back in the fall so it's really it is really weird like actually putting it into context like I haven't done like any theater it's really really weird to think about and it is definitely sad that I won't be able to like be here as it starts to like ramp back up um I will say I'm definitely I would be lying if I would not say that I'm worried for Civic specifically because of the new stadium that's being uh, built. Yeah, I heard about that. That's huge and the arena was already causing enough problems let alone another open 
stadium right across the street. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty optimistic Civic will be okay in that I, regards with the stadium. Like I like yeah, maybe like some big shift is going to happen. But honestly, no, I love our friends at the Civic, but I think they are overdue for a big shift, and mm-hmm. especially with the pandemic and everything. So I really hope this could be a big shift into something positive. So I, I have faith, good faith that they'll be okay. I I definitely think they will. They are, the uh, Civic is very good about like finding solutions. And I mm-hmm. think that that's one reason why I think that they will, I think that they will definitely get through it. I'm just, that's one thing that I don't like about Spokane. They are <laughs> Turks yeah. community theater. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to like ask you the same question again. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best thing about Spokane, but not theater? But not theater? Yeah, um... because like you, like we mainly talked about theater, but I'm very curious because like Spokane is more than just theater, mm-hmm. you know, I, like in some cases, like to some people, you know, that like the people who are building that stadium, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> their lives are much more bigger than like just Spokane's like civic theater. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious, like, what else about Spokane do you love? Like, um, like a favorite place, uh, a favorite memory, maybe like anything that comes to mind. Spokane, I think, is very underrated in like the nature and the beauty of it part, because like as, as definitely we're we're a big city, so you don't see a ton of nature, but like we have so many like there's so many pine trees out there you go out to nine mile you have plenty of nature around you you go out to like bull and pitcher there's like it's it's honestly really really beautiful here especially with the fact that you can it's one thing that i will definitely miss when i go to new york i already know that i will is the fact that you can just take a drive and go out to the middle of nowhere and just enjoy it that's one thing that I will really miss about living in a big city is because I really, really, really like nature. And it's so beautiful and so calming just to like sit and listen and smell and like feel the grass. And like, it's, it's one thing that I will definitely miss about Spokane is the amount of nature that is around us, which mm-hmm. I think it's overlooked a lot. Yeah. I mean, New York is the concrete jungle, you know, that so, is true. Yeah, so there's like, there, like from the stories I hear about New York, there's a lot of uh, nature, you know, like wild habitats yeah. you know? <laughs> in like the weird, like kind of New York way. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I know what you mean. Like, um, I haven't had a chance because I don't have a car. I'm gay. I don't drive. <laughs> but like, um, like kidding aside, like I haven't gone to too many of the hiking places here, yeah. but um I do enjoy the nature. I feel like nature is, it's always fun. Like it's always mm-hmm. like relaxing to go out. Um, I don't talk about, I haven't talked about this before, but when I went to Vancouver, Canada, uh, my best friends surprised me with a hike, like off, like off the airplane. Surprise. I was wearing jeans and bands yeah. <laughs> and a sweater. So it was like, yeah, probably you should have told me about this hike so I could wear proper attire but well and it was up like uphill lots of uphill Oof, it was hard I don't think oh. I could do that nowadays but it was such a fun time like it was really great to like be out there and be in that environment uh mm-hmm. nature has a way to like he- heal us I think especially yeah. 
well especially even like just going outside your house mm-hmm. you know like and most definitely and just like hearing the quiet sometimes you're you're probably not gonna have that privilege anymore because it's no New York. Uh-uh. um but tell me um do you have a favorite moment in nature like it seems like you go out to in nature a lot um I guess it's really just being able to experience the sunset is one of the biggest things that and I it's very like oh it's the sunset kind of thing where it's like okay everyone says the sunset but like legitimately it's just so so beautiful and like being able to like just sit there and just uh because I was at and it isn't super far out in nature mind you but like even up at high drive I was at like high drive lookout and I just sat like on one of the lookout spots on the grass and I just kind of sat there and watched the sun slowly go below the horizon and it was so beautiful and so relaxing and it really really calmed me that day Mm -hmm. that's so cool yeah the sunset's really great I mean we're we're coming up to summer right now Mm -hmm. and like I think the summer sunsets are always the best because it's like nine o'clock uh in the evening the sun's still kind of up a little bit Mm -hmm. but like it's just about to go down like those are my favorite moments i like for some weird reason i hate the sunset in the winter (laughs) like i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to describe it but like it's just like oh you know the sun she's up here for like a few hours then oh okay i I, she's gone now (laughs) like i don't get a chance to like enjoy Mm -hmm. you but um no i know what you mean um I'm trying to like see here talking more about Spokane mm-hmm. um you know like this definitely is a show to be positive about um and but like I, I'm very curious to know about the time where you thought negatively about Spokane was there anything about Spokane that maybe you think like needs improved on or maybe something specific you don't like about Spokane based on your experience um <laughs> The added two seasons of smoke and construction. Construction oh. coming right before spring and then smoke coming oh. right before summer. No. Yeah. Um <laughs> I guess. I think that Spokane is doing very good on like improving and like repairing, specifically, like for example, with Sprague. Sprague's getting like the whole shablang remodel type of thing but there isn't while while it's getting a huge remodel there really isn't a lot of emphasis on homelessness i think is one big thing Mm. is that like really no one talks about it everyone's just like okay they're there and that's it and i think that it needs to be something that's talked about more it isn't brought up anywhere near as much as i at least i see it being brought up so i think that's one big thing that Spokane could definitely work on a bit mm-hmm. yeah I think like um you're totally right on that like not a lot of people talk about it like I think in the bigger cities anyway like um um the metropolitan areas like that's something you know like, that's constantly brought up and it's, mm-hmm. I think it's because maybe they're a bigger city I don't know what it is about Spokane and their homeless population but there is a lot of them and you know, as someone who votes often in like the local elections and the local um, bills and stuff, like I don't really see that get brought up in mm-hmm. any of like the discussions. Um, 
so I'm not really sure how you saw that. I mean, I, I feel like that's also just a universal problem everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, like, which is, now it's capitalism, baby. <laughs> like those rich people, Jeff Bezos, you know, like that's mm-hmm. all, it's all their fault, you know? But um, I, I think I can agree with you. Like it, it's not being brought up a lot more over here. Um, and I guess like for me anyway, like the things that I just don't like about Spokane, I guess they're just really personal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it's just too small. You know, I come from a city, like I come from a big city, like Jeddah is one of the bigger cities in Saudi Arabia. It's like LA basically like there's like there's diversity there's just and and not just diversity like people of color and all that it's just like Mm -hmm. there are just different things different people different cultures sometimes you know I've also been to the holy city too Mecca and like you know that people from all over the world come from the come to the holy house over there Mm -hmm. and um coming to this city and it's just like it's like the same thing and it literally is because like I, it's the same people here <laughs> like I, I will say that is one thing after you bring that up that is one thing that as well I don't like that I'm very happy about um there's like no diversity here um yeah I cannot wait to go to New York where because that was one thing that I noticed there like everywhere you walk there are so many different cultures and it's really diverse and it's like okay I want this that's yeah. one thing that I definitely don't like about Spokane is that it's like, okay, it's just one thing over and yeah. over and over again. And not and not just cultures, but like things to do, mm-hmm. you know, like it's very diverse in that way. I just feel like in Spokane, like you just got the couple other several things like that just happen every year. And it's like, uh, come on, y'all. I mean, <laughs> they try to spice it up, but it's just not, I mean, like with the pandemic and everything, I think that's a little bit harder, but. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And like, it's interesting going back to what you said earlier is um, when you were saying, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase you, so please correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. um, that you needed that change of perspective. Yeah. Like like getting to get out of Spokane, and that's why you kind of hated it. I feel like that's how I feel, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, the ironic thing is like um, you being 18 and figuring that out, and I'm being 20, 20 almost 28. <laughs> And just like figuring that out too. So it's like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know, like the, when the time I move, like whenever that will be, I, mm-hmm. I do plan, a, I'm, I am planning a big trip, you know, Elias, the big thing about being uh, someone who has a full-time job is I can go on trips. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I've got this, like I'm taking out a loan for this. Like I'm going to go on this oh, wow. Jeez. resort trip for a whole week uh to disney world and just like be pampered like that's the plan you know like i feel like i deserve it so mm-hmm. i'm very excited to just like get out of the city for a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i feel you in, in a lot of sense but like where i i feel like i do need that change of perspective but whereas you are a little bit more optimistic about spokane it's just like for me i guess it's like i'm ready to move because like I yeah. that's what i've been doing for a long time now um when I was a kid, I was born here. I was born in Seattle, but then I went to Saudi Arabia when I was like four. And then for most of my life, I lived only in Saudi Arabia, moving from different city to city, changing schools. Um, When I came to the States, I kind of dropped everybody off the face of the earth. I haven't spoken to anybody in Saudi Arabia in the last eight years. Um, And it was a lot of it's just like, I changed, you know, like coming out, uh, being, uh, 
agnostic and stuff like that. Like it, that's things like I know that are taboo over there. So it's like, I can't really, we can't be on the same level because mm-hmm. like, <laughs> unfortunately, and I don't want to have this conversation. So I, I just might as well just end it here. <laughs> like on good terms. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, and then now in Spokane, it's just like, I'm ready to like, just go on the next chapter. Like mm-hmm. a, a crazy, like um, manic part of me just wants to like drop everything and just go. <laughs> which is which is a dumb thing like it's a dumb thing in the prospect of like yeah you shouldn't like just disconnect and just like throw everybody out and just never talk to anybody again like people mm-hmm. worry about you like what i did initially in saudi arabia could be considered a bad thing honestly i wouldn't recommend it it's not good but it's something i had to do there whereas here i was mm-hmm. just like yeah i don't think i can do that like here so but i still want to just like run away yeah I I think that that's one of the biggest things as well, though, is, I mean, once again, I've been trying to be a lot more optimistic, which is the reason why I might come off as more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, honestly, like, change in perspective is really essential. And honestly, maybe it could be, like, that we both just are not fond of Spokane as a whole. But, I mean... I I feel like having that change is something that's so essential and being able to see what somewhere else is like in order to either like in order to like either appreciate or maybe just like not appreciate where you came from I think is a really really big thing Oh yeah, absolutely. I think for me, it's a little bit different. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't feel like I have a hometown if that yeah. makes sense. Like you, you were born here, like Spokane, you are yep, for better or for much. worse, you are stuck here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, I just have like identities everywhere. Like I, not everyone necessarily, but like being mixed race, it's like, Oh, um, now I'm, I've got like these two different cultures. I don't know yeah. why. I, I think, I feel like I've always consistently trying to figure out which box I fill in that's why I hated that's why I hate what NYU is doing to y'all like I don't necessarily like agree with it it's just like I I've been put in like I've been trying to like figure out the whole box thing since I was like five years old mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 28 now and I'm like nowadays like even like the last five years or so or seven or eight years I stay away from boxes like I used to even call myself like gay you know mm-hmm. but I, I think I'm more queer in a sense that like I'm open yeah. to like like not necessarily I, I wouldn't even say bisexual it's like I'm open to like all things you know yeah um I'm like I want to open the like I, I don't want to necessarily categorize myself I don't I don't believe in labels although mm-hmm. I understand the importance for, for labels for a lot of people but it's just like I personally as somebody who's struggled with labels for so long it's like it's so hard to it's so hard to like pick one, you know? Yeah. yeah. When I, yeah. And especially like, I feel like I, I fit into all the, the labels sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you think of this whole thing. If you ever listen to this, like go back and listen to this episode in four years and like listen to this episode in four years and see if your opinions changed mm-hmm. <laughs> about anything. Either be like, wow, I was really wise about it or just be like wow I was full of it oh my god something (laughs) I'll see years down the line Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I listened to some of the older episodes from last year and even those, I'm just like, man, you, Sid, you're just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, okay. Like this part's probably going to get cut off, but um, do you know how long we've been recording? I, I should have put like a timer. Has it been Not like sure. an hour? Okay. I think it's been like 40 minutes. Okay. We can, in, as long as we go until like 11.45, I'm good. Really? Yeah, up until then, because yeah. I'm fully ready to just pick up and then go straight out, and it takes like 10 minutes to get there. Okay. Well, I think like, I think we're, we're on a good note here pretty quick mm-hmm. to wrap things up anyway. Um, Elias, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask these people on the show each week. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of sentimental question that I, mm-hmm. I like asking. Um, and it's kind of weird because Spokane's a place. Um, you're leaving now. Like, when, when yeah. do you leave? Um, I believe August 21st. And then my first day of class is September 2nd. And my moving week is like August 28th. So we're going to drive all the way over there through that okay. week and see whatever. Oh, wow. oh, that's fun. Um, I guess the question then I want to ask because usually I ask, like, pretend the person's in the room and what's one thing you want to say um, about that person? On the spot, like, say your goodbyes to Spokane. Like, imagine this is your last day here. What's, like, just picture that day. Like, you're packing everything up. It's time to go to NYU for this whole new adventure. Mm-hmm. You've had 18 years here, for better or for worse, and hopefully most of your memories here were good, you know, mm-hmm. like you didn't, like your childhood wasn't that traumatic or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, sorry, mom or dad, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully like, yeah, there's not a lot of bad, like, or hurtful moments or anything. Mm-hmm. You're about to leave. Like, what's one thing, what's the Facebook status you want to post about that last day in Spokane, Washington? Um... It's been a ride, I guess, is the biggest thing. It, it, it's been a huge, huge ride. And I've made so many friends that I probably won't talk to again as oh, we leave. It's very brutal. but <laughs> That's rough. Man. As we, like, you're just, ditch- yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> as we leave on different paths, really, I. I mean, that's high school. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm there are a lot of people that I will miss some people that I won't miss um keep it positive <laughs> uh-huh. um but no it's been a ride there's been so so many ups and so so many downs through like a full 18 years but mm-hmm. it's come out positive and it's like it's it's enjoyable and it's built me to who I am and I'd like to think that I'm pretty well built tell me a little considered tell me about that actually like um elaborate on being well built and like like without going like too deep like like whatever you feel comfortable with I'm Mm -hmm. curious like who was the person do you think you were before and now who do you think you are now like in that sense like what do you think changed? Um, or how do you think Spokane changed you? Like now that you're, now that today is the last day in Spokane. <laughs> um, I think that Spokane really taught me to 
look on, and as I said before, really look on the bright side of things and try and find the optimism instead of the pessimism. Look at the glasses half full instead of half empty and assess everything with a clear mind and assess it without my biases. That's what, that's, I think, one thing that I've definitely learned while I, I've been here. Check your bias and assess something with a clear mind, no bias, and with as much optimism as possible. And then really go from there, I think, is one thing that Spokane, whether that be as a place, the people in it, the experiences that I've had has really taught me. Yeah, I like to joke about it a little bit. Um, Gonzaga and the Jesuits over there, like self-reflection and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, goddamn those Jesuits, you know, like <laughs> um, they just messed my mind up in that way. <laughs> like where every time I'm just like reflecting, but, you know, reflection's a good thing. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, elaborating and assessing like things, like that's an important aspect to have. That's a good, that's a good like perspective to have like going into college. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're, I think you'll thrive. I like, hope I think, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing I was going to say like you better, but like the thing about, the thing about college is like, yeah, it's an expensive investment and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think what you should remember is like, don't be afraid. Maybe this is advice for me. Cheese. <laughs> um, like don't try not to be too afraid of the future, mm-hmm. you know? Like, again, very biased, very, um, oh, Sid, like, what about you, you dummy? That's what you're, yeah, that's what you're, that's why I'm going to therapy, guys. Like, I don't have another Sid here that's like, hey, you need to, like, calm down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, that's what you should, like, don't stress yourself out about being the best, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think you're the best, and I think the people who are listening to this episode will think you're the best, too. I think, I think you come off really well on this show, so don't. I hope don't so. don't worry about being successful don't mm-hmm. being like that's like if anything about theater i think that's the one thing that's cool about it like now that i think mm-hmm. about it a little bit more is like the opportunity for failure and like yeah. the, the celebration of failure in theater that's uh that's a, something i always liked about it and i think that's at least that's helped me be more comfortable in failing something or and trying new new things so yeah uh don't put pressure on yourself, even though you are a young man and you are going to put pressure on yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> constantly. But, uh, also don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is, or I need to remember to say, all right, wayward artists, you know, Ooh. something like that, like ch- change that. All right. Wayward artists. This is uh, wayward artists in the wayward world. We are in the lightning round questions. That's right. Lightning round questions are back. We could not do them before because Anchor screwed up the last couple episodes, but now we are recording this on Zoom and we, we're, we're bringing them back, baby. Like they're, they're the same, like they, nothing has really changed about them. I'm very excited to recite these and uh, figure out how to bring back the old like lightning round questions, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm glad to like actually put up an episode and be like, here we are, the lightning round questions, the fun part of this episode, like of these episodes are back in like the stable. Um, there are five questions. Um, I'm trying to remember the rigmarole for this. Um, there are five questions. Uh, they're, qu- they're fun. They're actually not so quick because we'll probably get into them uh, very <laughs> deeply. So Elias, are you ready? 
Sure. Wow, you sound very optimistic. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> sure. Like, are you worried? Like, are you gonna? I'm like... worried. This is like the height of my life. I and I need to get this right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, question number one: What would be your perfect day? Um, I think my perfect day would consist at wake of waking up at seven o'clock because that's like the perfect time to get up. What? Um, <laughs> it's are like. You... It it's so perfect because it's like it's not too early and it's also not like too late and it's like all right the sun is like at a premium spot there's enough time to get like some work done so I would say that that is the perfect time to wake up in my eyes. Wow. Okay, keep going. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'll I'll roast you when you're done. But keep going. Um, a very chill morning, kind of waking up. Um probably go out for like a hike in nature mid-morning um for lunch go and get like sushi or like dim sum or something like that because those are delicious um afternoon kind of hang out with some of my best friends go to like some of the lookouts, enjoy the views, um, listen to some music. Um, for dinner, something good. Um, I don't know off the top <laughs> of my head what would be a good something good. Uh, something like... good for dinner that is like hearty <laughs> and filling. Um, and then probably like couple hours like video games with some of my online friends then after that kind of just burning some incense and playing the kalimba for a couple hours before I go to sleep the kalimba like is it like the the, Uh yeah yeah yeah. oh oh that okay Mm -hmm. yeah okay um really interesting first of all 7 a.m really like (laughs) it's like the perfect time I guess that's it's it's more the perfect time on like school days to get up really what oh my god you're just digging your (laughs) like you're digging your hole right now Elias oh my god 7 a.m on a school day I have to get up at like five on school days I work at six it's seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) uh my dogs are barking Uh, I have to be out there with them in a minute but um that's cool that you can wake up at 7 a.m. I, <laughs> I am roasting you because I have to wake up at 7 a.m. for work every five days a week. So it's, it's like, like a, it's a chill time to get up in my eyes. Yeah. I think if you get up on at 7 a.m. intentionally, like without the alarm, like, oh, wow, I'm awake at 7 a.m. right mm-hmm. now. It's just like, that's, that's a cool thing. Yes, that, that's, most definitely. That's that would be better. That would be how I would wake up on my perfect day. Like, all right. I no don't alarm. need an alarm. I just, we're up. Yeah. Cause like, I think I associated 7 a.m. and my um, home pod waking me up uh, mm-hmm. with the alarm and everything. And I have to like, a, a oh, series, seven. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. I don't want to say series name or the trigger words so to <laughs> activate it, but um, no, that's cool. You never talked about any of the Spokane restaurants. What's your favorite one? Like, <sighs> You talk about how great Spokane is. Like, what kind of re- we have probably, great restaurants? Probably like Taste of India. Taste of India is really good. That would probably really? be my dinner for my perfect day. Yeah. I'd probably say Taste of India good. is my favorite. Yeah, it's local. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nice. Um, 
no, that's really cool. Like the nature stuff. I wish I could do more of that. Like mm-hmm. I, and I think it's just the lack of transportation, like yeah. um, for the most part, but I would totally be into that. Um, before he passed away, uh, Joseph Saloma, like we were planning to like do some hiking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cause we never, we never went through with it. I wish I kind of pushed him in, into doing it more. Joseph Saloma, for the, those who don't know, friend of the show, uh, passed away pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had planned to um, do a lot of nature hiking, but we never got around to it. And I wish I kicked his butt a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't waste your time with your friends. Like, uh, what, sorry, that, that's not the right word. Don't <laughs> waste your time not hanging out with your friends as, yeah. as, as much as possible. Because, you know, Joe was 23 when he, mm-hmm. or like in his early 20s when he passed away. So, yeah, life's, life's, life's going to get you, you know, mm-hmm. no matter how old you are. So um, not to bring on a, a low note, <laughs> but um, yeah, the food, that sounds like a great day, man. I don't like, I don't know, like the 7 a.m. I'll just roast you on that, like that part <laughs> of it alone, but I will give you points if it's not with the alarm. I guess like for me anyway, being mil- like, okay, so Middle Eastern people, we mm-hmm. don't like, we don't like waking up early. We have to like, most uh, Muslims have to wake up for like the the dawn prayer or fajr, mm-hmm. which is it could like depending on the the position of the sun, it could be anywhere between five and four in the morning mm-hmm. where you have to get up and pray, and it's like that's that's a hard that th- those are always hard. Yeah, <laughs> but you go back to bed afterwards. It's Ramadan now, so every Muslim in the entire world right now is a night owl like that and that's because like ramadan starts um from break of dawn to uh sunset Mm -hmm. um it it all depends on the position of the sun and moon so and that's how they that's where the calendar that's where the islamic calendar comes from it Mm -hmm. all it all has to do with the position of the moon um so yeah like between uh dawn and dusk yeah that's the word dusk i wasn't looking for sunset dusk specifically you can't eat anything until dusk Got it. um so most most muslims me included we would just sleep the whole morning and afternoon and stay up until 4 p.m before sorry 4 a.m 5 a.m just mm-hmm. being awake so yeah night owl all the way even nowadays <laughs> like, even with school too i I, I, I was a bad student. Oh my God. Like I, I did my homework. I was like, oh yeah, 10 PM is like the prime time. Let's, let's, let's cram in this like <laughs> mm-hmm. five page essay. Uh, and here's the thing. I've gotten really good at like typing essays because if it's personal stuff, oh, I can go on for 10 pages. Like mm-hmm. if I if opinions and stuff like that, like I can definitely do that research paper, citing things. Uh, yeah, I'm uh-uh. sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> well, look forward to it because that's a lot in your future. Yep. Right <laughs> uh, question number two: um, What's your third favorite movie? This is so difficult. Um, my, f- I'll just list my one, two, three because that's how I'll probably end up thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, first favorite movie is Devil Wears Prada. Like the gay fashionista I am. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you kind of look like you're dressed up <laughs> in that universe, kind of. I I would love to meet Miranda Priestly in some random alternate parallel reality or whatever. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, my second favorite movie would have to be Parasite. 
Um, That's right. Then, God, the cinematography is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my third favorite movie, just from how complex it is and how enjoyable it is, probably Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really, really good one. I love that movie so much, especially just like knowing some like how, for example, like Miles Morales and uh, Peter Parker animated at different frame rates to show that Peter is more practiced and Miles is not is incredible and such a good touch. And it's just it's stuff like that that makes me like, okay, I'm I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely the the best Spider-Man movie ever. Oh, yeah. Which, like, you know, I, I would make the argument that, like, the newer MCU Spider-Man movies are, like, top tier. Um, but Enter the Spider-Verse, I think, is, like, the best one. Like, Most by far. I, I watched it recently uh, a couple years, like, a couple months ago or last year or something. When I had, like, this beautiful OLED 4K TV mm-hmm. and I was just like, dang, these colors are popping. Like, the mm-hmm. whole animation. I'm very excited for the, whatever the sequel is supposed to come out sometime soon please yeah i would be really impressed if they do the new spider-man movie that's coming out far um home away from home or whatever it's called i i can't i couldn't remember what it was called honestly um where there's rumors that they're gonna do like an into the spider-verse like type feel Mm -hmm. with like different peter parkers it would be really cool to see that like because it could work because Mm -hmm. of like the way the marvel universe is like like the multiverse works like they could yep. have the into the spider-verse people like in animation form come yep. into this live action and like just be this weird thing it could be cool i don't know like there's we don't know much about this movie honestly except that it's coming out <laughs> for yep, the most part that's pretty much it and well and especially with like dr strange and the multiverse of menace we already know that they're going down that path so mm-hmm. exactly hopefully they do that for the upcoming spider-man you know who's directing multiverse of madness uh no i don't sam raimi who Ooh. directed spider-man one two and three the original okay ones. i'm re. <sighs> okay mm-hmm. i'm really excited for this next uh marvel phase that is on its way it it's already here yeah i yeah, mean we started, really we started with wandavision mm-hmm. falcon winter soldiers over and then Loki. loki's coming up yep hawkeye like the hawkeye com- have you read the hawkeye comic i have not no yeah you should yeah, I think that I think you would I would think you would jive with that really well. That's a really good comic. Um, also, Young Avengers, like re- those rumors coming up. Are you familiar with the Young Avengers? Not entirely. No, I think you would dig it mostly because lots of LGBT rest- representation, specifically Wiccan, who is the son I of. I did. I did know that. I did know about Wiccan, but I didn't know anyone else. He he's married to mm-hmm. a character named the Hulkling who is not related to the Hulk. He's just a, like, so they're not to go on a tangent. We need to get to the other questions. And I need to <laughs> figure out what's going on with my dogs out there. Um, the original concept for the young Avengers is that they were counterparts mm-hmm. of the actual Avengers. So they named them, they each had similar powers to the Avengers. Uh, Wiccan was actually called um, Asgardian because he had a lot of powers of Thor yeah. And Hulkling was called Hulkling because he was big and green, mm-hmm. like, and et cetera, et cetera. But it turns out they weren't actually related to, like, uh, to any of those Avengers characters in that retrospect. So they just happened to, like, they, oh. the, yeah, Hulkling was actually, a, is actually a scroll. 
like Skrull and Kree mix. Um, so he can transform into whatever character he wants. Yeah. And Wiccan later on in one of the other comics, we learned that he is the son of the Scarlet Witch, him and mm-hmm. his brother Speed, uh, who is also bisexual. <laughs> um, Wiccan and Hulkling hook up and later on in these recent issues, they got married. So now we've got two, oh, we got a gay. I'm so we, happy about that. Yeah, you should read them. I, I could send you, um, like I could send you stuff to read if you oh like. Gosh, please do. <laughs> yeah, like I think you, there are some, like there are some panels in here. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I saw this when I was like confused gay kid. You know? <laughs> so I will definitely send you those, uh, mm-hmm. that information. But anyway, um, Spider Into the Spider-Verse. Um, Wayward Artists. We have a really special announcement about the third favorite movies coming up. Um, not to be all teasy teasy with all this, but like I'm waiting for one more aspect to fall through. And when it does, we have a very special announcement. What is it? Is it a spinoff show? Who knows? We'll see. It has to do with the third favorite movies from season one. So we'll see. Um, question number Three. Wow. Okay. Three. Yeah. We're in three. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Real quick. These are now lightning. <laughs> actual lightning round. No, we have to do a lightning yeah. round. Uh, what is the song that describes your life right now? Um, when I grow up by the Pussycat Dolls. Really? <laughs> that came out very fast. <laughs> um, it's either that, or I'd probably say congratulations by RuPaul. Um, really? And of course, you're specific- a white gay. You said RuPaul's drag. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I would say specifically those only because you have to pick one of them. The <sighs> one that you feel like the, the most that resonates with you the most right now. I would have to say congratulations only because I listened to that on repeat after I got my acceptance letter from NYU. I hyped myself up with congratulations by RuPaul and I am here to announce that. Nice. Uh, for the Wayward Artist, um, you you can hear Elias's pick in the uh, the Spotify, well, the Spotify and Apple podcast, like the Apple playlist for Wayward Artists in the Wayward World called Songs for Wayward Artists. Um, it has a list of artists who have picked the songs that describe them, their lives right now in it. So you can listen to everybody's favorite. You can listen to everyone's songs that describe them right now. So you can listen to mine, which was um, Grow Up by Simple Plan. You know, I don't want to be told to grow mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that obviously like edgy. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, question number four, what is your favorite ice cream topping? Um, probably like Oreos. Yeah. You Only know, like, like Oreos are so good. I love them so yeah. much. Yeah, we can, we can chill, man, because like I do love Oreos too. So I think we can... We're tight in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Oreos on anything. Oreo milkshake. I don't know what it is about Oreos. They're, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but they like, they, they, they make they it great. Like copyrighted cookies and cream as a thing now. And now it's like, okay, that's my favorite flavor for like everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, question number five and the most important question of the, the episode. <laughs> left, left Twix or right Twix? Uh, right Twix. Um, yeah. And you, yeah, talk about the revelation about. I know. Okay. Recently quick. found out that was the thing that was like trending on TikTok. Right Twix has more caramel and left Twix has more cookie. I don't it, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't I, think it's enough to like really tell, mm-hmm. but like right Twix is 
my my justification for right twix being better is because it's called right for a reason because it is the right yeah. twix so yeah. that's my only justification for yeah. liking right twix more yeah how original you're not like you're the uh-huh. only one who's ever said that <laughs> that joke <laughs> um no like that, that whole revelation of like the i have to test that theory because like, I think I it's cool in retrospect, but like, I think, I'll, okay, I don't know what's going on with those dogs. They're barking like crazy. <laughs> anyway, that's just the sign that we need to sign off here real quick. Uh, Wayward Artist, this has been Wayward Artist in the Wayward World. Elias, do you have any final words you want to say? Um, I'm really glad to have been able to done this. It was just a really, really, it was really, really fun, really chill. Exactly like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, I'm glad that that's the case. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I would hate to put a 17-year-old and make him uncomfortable on my show. <laughs> like, otherwise, you know, cancel Sid 2021. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, without further ado, it's been real. Oh, my God.